Real stories, reliable information, the latest technology and news. Welcome to the Plastic Surgery Hub podcast, connecting people with practitioners. Hey podcasters, well I'm here today and I'm having a meeting here with Dr. Konika Patel-Shalen or Shalen and she's the founder and medical director of CMA which is a center for modern aesthetic medicine in Jacksonville, Florida and we are going to talk about the core intima device which is a CO2 treatment for vaginal, uh, vaginal sorry, female rejuvenation and the treatment of vulvovaginal atrophy. I said that right, didn't I? Yep, absolutely. Lovely. So welcome. Thank welcome. you. Thank you Thank so you. much for meeting with me today. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And we're going to have a bit of a chat about something that's close to my heart, being a menopausal woman or pre or post or right in the middle of it. Um, but first of all, what what is core intima vaginal rejuvenation treatment? Like what actually is it? Well, when you think about rejuvenation, really you think about you know, making tissue healthy again and young again. And, and it's about remodeling that tissue so that it's restored to a young and healthy state, not just for appearance, but for functionality as well. So it's tissue that feels healthy, that feels uh, well lubricated, that doesn't itch, that doesn't, uh, isn't painful when, during intercourse. Um, those are all results of, of having just good collagen, good elastin, good hydration, good vascularity, Health okay. tissue. Mm-hmm. And so, who can actually benefit from it? You know, it really are a variety of stages in life can benefit from it. From it. And when you remodel tissue after childbirth, for example, you're kind of restoring uh, some of the size, um, you know, improving some of the laxity. Um, sometimes women after childbirth have stress incontinence, uh, and that seems to be helping patients as well. Um, menopausal women, perimenopausal women, and postmenopausal women are also uh, patients that benefit from this because of the treatment of vaginal atrophy, which is really, you know, alleviating symptoms of dryness and itching and painful sex and, uh, you know, tissue friability or, or, or really delicate tissue. So, so women of that age group too. So lots of different patients. So what made you um, get into the, you know, this treatment? Like, how did you come across it? Well, you know, honestly, I've been working with lasers for about 10 years now, uh, and I've done work with Candela, uh, and uh, at at the time um, when we were approached with handling this project, and I have to admit, my my first gut instinct was, are you serious? Really? We have to think about this too now? You know? so, I, you know, I was a little taken aback, wasn't quite so sure that, that this is something that, that was interesting. Uh, and I was a bit skeptical as well, to be honest with you. I think that the initial things that people were really uh, interested in, in this whole space, not, not just, this, you know, for core intima, um, was what this would do for vaginal laxity, for example, uh, for sexual satisfaction, uh, things that are very important, um, but uh, and also for appearances. But we weren't really thinking about improving symptoms of stress incontinence or or vaginal atrophy. We didn't think that that would be something that would respond so easily. And in fact, you know, as we were testing this, it was the patients that came back and told us that these are the symptoms that they found. Uh, relieved more rapidly than some of the other things that we were looking for, and we were very surprised. Uh, and and we found, you know, as we were talking to the patients, that they really were significantly impacted 
by how this helped them in their lives. So, so that's kind of how it all started. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've experienced myself where you have a bit of a, you know, have a bit of a giggle and a bit of pee coming down. It's yeah. like, it's like, oh my god, does this mean you know this is going to happen forever? Um, but I have actually had um, um, some of the treatment myself, and it's definitely made a big, big difference. And and I was also like you when I first heard about. It, I was like, really? Are we really going to talk about this now? Is this something that we really have to worry about? Another you know, vaginal do, rejuvenation, yeah. as well as everything else. Um, but I think what the difference is is like women don't realize that they don't have to live like that you know like you don't like I saw a lady at the supermarket not that long ago and she was young like she was younger than me and she had packets of those tenor pads and I felt like walking up to her and saying you know this you don't have to you know it doesn't have to be like that but I think up to now it's not really something that people have you know want to talk about women don't want to talk about it you as you get older and you don't want to have sex because you might be too dry or whatever you don't want to talk about it but here it is being brought up in the open which is great because women think oh wow I can actually you know yeah. have something done so I'm getting ladies ringing me for, you know all ages you know up to 70 80 years old saying you know oh you know is there something that can help and it's great to be able to you know yeah. have something finally these days absolutely I mean it's a treatment that we're finding really has better than 90% satisfaction actually much better uh, for really profound issues issues that really impact women and you're right it's something that nobody talked about um, partly because nobody knew there was anything there could that, that could be done mm. uh, and then partly because these are sometimes difficult subjects but I find that the minute I bring it up or somebody brings it up there's instantly a number of women around that, that want to be part of the conversation so this is something that in some shape uh, or form impacts people in a variety of different ways that are really, really important. Yep, that's so true. Because once people know that there's something that can help them, they're like, oh my God, tell me about it. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So I was going to ask you, so what actually happens during a treatment? So the treatment is actually, it's the treatment itself is really straightforward. Um, before the treatment, it's important to get a good vaginal exam uh, to make sure that your pap is up to date, that, you know, the tissue is healthy. Uh, and, and can undergo the treatment. But the treatment itself, what happens is you have a little bit of topical numbing cream placed externally mm -hmm. uh, just to, to make the treatment externally comfortable. Internally, there's no numbing required because there really isn't much sensation internally. It's not a painful treatment. Mm -hmm. That numbing cream stays on for, you know, 20 minutes to 30 minutes in general. We wipe off the numbing cream and we go ahead and check out, uh, again, the, the internal portion of the vaginal canal. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the treatment itself takes anywhere from 5 to 10 minutes, depending on whether you're doing just an internal or an internal and external treatment. Okay. Mm -hmm. And um, with, with that checkup that you have to have before, so do you have to go to a gynecologist to have that or can you go to your GP or, or can you do that or yeah it, as long as you know whatever physician is is normally able to mm -hmm. do that is, is fine so if your GP normally does your checkups that's fine too yeah whether you know depending on who you normally go to yeah mm -hmm. I just find that sometimes like some you know gynecologists or GPs may not believe in the modality because they don't know about it so yeah. they can be you know so you've got to be prepared to sort of say just I just want to check up um, I'm thinking of having a treatment. Or, I don't know. You've kind of got to... Because you don't want to be yeah. talked out of it by your doctor. Because I have actually had a doctor say to me, oh, no, I'd never have that done because, you know, you don't know what's going to, you know, happen. So there, there is that, you know, got to yeah. be prepared to sort of, you know... No, that's a good point that you bring up. I mean, I think that this is a, a relatively new procedure. It's, it's new territory for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been doing the procedure for over three years now. We have yeah. really... Uh, the device itself has many thousands of treatments behind it. 
um, many thousands actually, and uh, and there have been no adverse events. It's a very safe procedure, and there are many other modalities that are similar to this device. So, so I do believe that we're going to find in a matter of uh, a short time that it's, a, it's it's an excellent treatment that will be universally accepted and and that will be proven to be very safe and effective. Uh, but as anything, when it's relatively new, it takes some time for everybody to, to really get on board. And, and so I think that it's important that whoever you go to uh, has a good understanding of medicine yeah. and a good understanding of lasers. Those yeah. are the two things uh, that, that are necessary yeah. requisites. Yeah. Yep. All right. And so the treatment only takes five to ten minutes. How many treatments are recommended or is this something that you have to do for the rest of your life? Or like, what's the program or protocol yeah, for, for someone who's looking at having treatment done. Well, it's kind of, you know, the normal protocol is to have three sessions done. Uh, each session is uh, four weeks apart, so one session a month for three months. That's what's the normal protocol. Sometimes after the second session, that's enough. Uh, and occasionally, a fourth session is required for those initial series of treatments. And then after that, we say at, at about a year, you get one more treatment on, a, on an annual basis, uh, unless your symptoms start coming back a little bit earlier. But in general, we, we're finding that, that patients do just fine at about a year. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. So a bit, a bit like, um, I suppose, when you're having a, um, a facial treatment, like you, like when you're having your Botox, say, for example, you'll notice that in six months, you're like, oh, my God, I think I need a bit of Botox. So you kind of start to think, oh, I think I need a bit of a, a zhuzh up or whatever down right. there. Or right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, if you start leaking again, then it's yeah. uh, maybe time, you okay. know. So it depends on what the frequency was before and how, yeah. how much the improvement was. And sometimes with really mild symptoms, you know, you'll find that, that you can really put off anything significant for, for a long time. It's just it, the clock keeps ticking, so we're fighting that. But all right, all right. And tell me, so I know you said the numbing the numbing cream goes on the outside, so it doesn't hurt. So internally, it doesn't hurt at all. Internally, it doesn't hurt. You will feel the sensation of the probe. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's some pressure. Yeah. Sometimes you feel a little bit of a heat sensation, mm-hmm. but you don't feel pain internally. Mm-hmm. Um, where you begin to have nerve receptors are, is at the introitus, at the entry of the vaginal canal. Mm-hmm. So that's where the area, is, that's why it's important to numb that area. Yeah. Um, once it's numb, there's not an issue at all, but it is important that, that the area is numb, yeah. otherwise it's uncomfortable. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because I have actually had the CO2 treatment and I didn't find it uncomfortable. I was really frightened because I thought, oh my God, laser in right. the vagina, this is going to really hurt, but it didn't, couldn't feel a thing. Well, it's funny because when you think about CO2 treatments, everyone says, oh my yeah. God, your face is going to fall off. I can't imagine putting that, yeah. you know, in your vagina, yeah. right? Um, yeah. But when you think about it, the type of tissue in the in the vaginal canal is really similar to the tissue that's inside, you know, on the inside yeah. of your mouth. Yeah. So imagine when you sometimes maybe take an accidental bite in your cheek, yeah. how quickly that heals yeah. and how well that it, that, yeah. that it heals. Well, the vaginal tissue is very similar. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely vouch for the fact that, well, I didn't feel a thing. So, yeah. so tell me... Um, is there any rules or any any protocol to follow post-treatment, like, you know, how long before you can have sex again or, like, mm-hmm. you, you know, like, you know, you might tell your husband six months. But <laughs> so well, maybe, maybe I told him six to. months. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, said, I told my husband it was six months before we could do it again. Um, well, you know, honestly, the, the important thing is to not put anything in the vaginal canal for yep. seven days. And the yep. reason we say that is because the treatment, it's a very effective treatment, but it's ablating tissue, which... The, that means is it's taking a lot of the top layer of the tissue off so mm-hmm. it's opened up the tissue that's important to do um, and the reason why that's important to do is it creates a brand new t- 
top layer of skin. It changes the pH of your vaginal canal, which is what really changes the, the way that your cells are functioning, secreting, um, whether there's itchiness, whether there are frequent yeast infections, all of that is, is really a function of what the pH of the tissue is. Mm -hmm. so, so we have open skin, and so you wanna make sure that that heals up. Um, otherwise, really there's no major special precautions, you need to keep the area moist. We generally, you know, have sort of a, a, a petroleum-based cream or, or a moisturizing cream that um, we prescribe. Um, and then just need to keep the area clean with just, you know, mild soap and water yeah. or just warm water. Oh, that's it. And that's so seven days, no, no, that's no, it. no, all right. One of the questions, so I know it's it's more for, well, not the small for, but the, people, the women that I've spoken to are women that are actually, you know, my age and a bit young, you know, from the 40s onwards. I'm not that young, but anyway, 40s onwards. But what about the, like, my daughter's pregnant at the moment, so uh -huh. she's obviously going to try and have a vaginal birth, and and what about for after that, if she wants to have another baby? Is this something you could do in between children, or, like, is that going to... Because you're just saying that um, it, it's, it's a bit of blade to you. Um, so is it, is it something you can... Look. Yeah, so the ablation really is its a fractional ablation, which basically means that it's their little pinpoint areas of tissue that, that are taken off. And then um, very, very quickly, within a matter of days, the tissue regrows, and it regrows in a healthy form. Mm -hmm. So it's actually very good tissue after that. So so there's no there's no risk. Uh, in fact, it's, it's, it's actually quite healthy, strong okay. tissue with good collagen, and that's actually what creates that improvement or that remodeling. What's important, though, uh, in younger patients, is we want to make sure that they're they're not actively trying to get pregnant when they're you know getting the treatment done mm -hmm. otherwise you know after after childbirth um, if there's residual laxity still then the treatment is an appropriate option for, for patients okay for sure oh, okay yeah. so, so it can help uh, if they're having symptoms absolutely oh, yeah right. I think I had one more question I, I did so I was gonna actually ask the if you can, if you or you will know this anyway, but the reason that as we get older that that happens is because our estrogen levels drop, isn't it? Yes, absolutely. So, so, so there are a couple of different things. I mean, uh, you know, the device is, is cleared mm -hmm. for vaginal atrophy mm -hmm. and for vaginal tissue re rejuvenation or remodeling. Vaginal atrophy is a result of, of the loss of estrogen, and it can happen in patients around menopause, or it can happen when patients have uh, surgery, like a hysterectomy, and their ovaries are taken as well. Uh, it can also happen in breast cancer patients, breast cancer survivors who've been on tamoxifen, um, which blocks the estrogen, it's an estrogen. And, and so you are in uh, premature menopause. So that lack of estrogen changes the way that the, the tissue functions. And the, the epithelium of the, of the vaginal tissue mucosa becomes, it, it moves from being sort of this um, thick columnar epithelium to being this flat uh, epithelium, which is, is not typical for, for the vaginal tissue. Um, so, so that's the loss of estrogen that does that. And also uh, estrogen contributes to, to the collagen fibers and, and to um, the vascularity, the blood vessels of the skin. Yeah. So that's good. So, so there is help out there. People, women don't have to put up with it because there's something out there on the market that you can actually help. So just find yourself a good practitioner who knows about medicine and knows about laser and you should be right. 
Absolutely. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. So, ladies out there, if you want to find out a little bit more about the core intima um, treatment, you can drop me an email to info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au or you can click on the bottom of this um on the bottom of the podcast or if you, if you if you're reading the podcast click on the bottom or just um google us as well All right and um, so thank you very much for taking the time today thank you for having me the plastic surgery hub podcast connecting people with practitioners for more information visit plasticsurgeryhub.com.au or email info at plasticsurgeryhub.com.au The material provided in this podcast is general information and does not constitute medical advice, nor is it a substitute for consultation and advice from your own practitioner. It should not be used to diagnose or treat any medical illness. Any medical or surgical decision should be made in consultation with your own doctor or practitioner and not based on the materials provided in this podcast.